Hello everybody and welcome to Naughty Buddy Entertainment. Neil and Elliot join me for part two of the Spider-Man award show. We give out awards for I Will Die on This Island, Be Kind Rewind, I Wish Upon a Satellite, In This Moment, and The Art of War. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Entertainment. That's right. Oh. <laughs> let's keep the peel. Okay, let's go to the next. Uh... The next award being presented today is the I Will Die on This Island Award. This is presented to the character, movie, or story that may not have been received well, but you liked. And the nominees are. Oh. Okay, so let's look at our first honorable mention, Bowley McGuire. <laughs> I put this on the list because obviously... <laughs> The memes alone are, yeah. are worth him being being in in a movie. But Elliot, make your reasoning why he should. What island you're dying on here? Oh, because it is a Raimi trilogy is immortalized in meme culture, like the Star Wars prequels mm -hmm. are. Uh, just it, it's just they, 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 they are forever. Was, I, I just don't think perhaps we weren't ready for it in 2007. But when you look back at it, it's like. Billy Maguire is so quotable now in this day and age, and every YouTube comment, every YouTube video you go on, you always see any Toby Maguire quote, over from Spider-Man Two or when in Spider-Man Three when he's Billy Maguire. Just uh, yeah, we we weren't ready, and props to Toby Maguire for being a bit more quirky this time around. Like the symbiote sort of brings out obviously the more extroverted personality. Uh, nah, Billy Maguire, underrated. <laughs> <laughs> The pelvic thrust, that's all I oh, remember is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on up. Drop that funk of soul. Okay, let's go to the next honorable mention. I, I put the the MCU version of Peter Parker. I know uh, a lot of people are disappointed that we never got the Uncle Ben story in the MCU. We didn't need to. And, yeah. and that's where I fall, is like, I actually like what they did with Peter Parker and Tony and how his character arc was like, he kind of wanted to be Tony Stark. He wanted to be an Avenger until Tony passed away and he had this huge um, responsibility thrust on his shoulder. And then he wanted to be a kid basically, right? He just wanted to be a kid. And so um, I, I like that story arc. So my hill that I'm gonna die on is actually the, the story arc that MCU told. It's not as good as the Uncle Ben story, but it's fine. It's a good story. I like it. Yeah, it's different. I like this. I really want to talk about my theory, but let's do the awards and then we'll talk about the theory another time. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> theory, okay. Let's let's look at our first. Uh... So the first nominee is Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man was actually a good movie. El, uh, Neil, you want to hit on this one? Yeah, now, I, 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 I think that now, and I think at the time I thought it was okay. However, last summer on Spider-Man Day, which is Elliot, can you remind me which? I know it's in the summertime. Oh yeah, because I don't know. Anyway, it was Spider-Man Day, and my son wanted to watch a Spider-Man movie. I said, "Well, you know, I've not watched this in a while. Why don't we watch the Amazing Spider-Man?" Uh, he wasn't really into it, but having re bear in mind I hadn't watched it for a good eight years at that point, I really dug a lot of it. I liked a lot of what they did with that Amazing Spider-Man movie. I liked that he. For a start, I was never a fan of organic webs. Mm -hmm. The the Maguire's mm. they're in the wrist, they're in the wrist. Weird. No, <laughs> sorry, just no. I liked um, uh, this. I mean, the suit. 
I'm still not overly fond of. It's just it's it's, it's wet spandex, basically, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. It looks a bit, mm, it's a bit slick. But I think Andrew Garfield was great. Dennis Leary, mm-hmm. wonderful as Captain Stacy. Emma Stone, obviously, I've already mentioned it in this episode. I really liked her as Gwen Stacy. But the, I, 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 it, it's not by any means a great Spider-Man movie. But it does a lot of stuff that um, I would have liked to have seen play out. It's just a shame that we get to the second one and all the stuff that I liked about this first movie. So the the tech that you're watching him create his webs uh, and him in general. His Spider-Man is, and not to jump too far ahead, probably my favourite one we've had on screen thus far. Mm. The, all the quippiness is all how I would imagine it to be. So I ended up liking a lot of it. I thought it was, yeah, it's a darker movie in terms of its overall packaging. It's darker than the the, the Raimi movies are popping with color all the time. Right. And this is, it gets a, a lot of it's desaturated. But yeah, I I really enjoyed a lot of what I saw, and I thought it had a pretty solid finale as well. In spite of me not liking that lizard design, but I thought the Oscorp tower yeah. fight scene at the end, and even the crane swinging scene. Yeah, I liked it. There was just a lot I found myself smiling through, and I thought, you know what? Actually, I've I've, I've talked this movie down a lot, but yeah, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. A, I'm fond of it. Very fond of it. Yeah, I actually, I think it's personally, I don't think it's a great movie either, but I think it's underrated. I think it's good. Definitely. You know? What What yeah. about you, Elliot? How you feel about it? I mean, it's a big jump for Mark Webb as well because his previous movie was Five Hundred Days, Days of Summer, Summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that kind of boded well in terms of the characterization that he got to tackle in Amazing Spider-Man because it, cause that, cause there's a lot of heart he puts into obviously the, obviously the characters in this movie and it pays off as well. But yeah, because um, in obviously because you haven't watched our um, Spider Bond, uh, you haven't watched, you haven't listened to our Spider Bond episode fully all the way through because I mentioned how like, with some directors, it, obviously it's a bit of, sometimes it can it, the risk can pay off like a big leap for like directors that go from independent films to big budget blockbusters and for Enclosure House case it didn't work but for Mark Webb I'd say it definitely paid off better than I remember from 2012. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys. Let's look at um. Our next nominee, and I didn't know this one. I didn't know this was a thing. I love this movie, but on your list, oh, Elliot, goodness. Elliot, you gotta. Um, I'll let you go on this one, but Far From Home. What? What is it? What is it? There's a lot. I think it stems from High Top Films' um, analysis video, and since yeah. then it is created. I didn't know, and because of that, I didn't know the it created an entire cult of um, a large group of people. I didn't like Far From Home. I didn't realise how even I speak I speak to people about it sometimes. Like some people just don't like this movie whatsoever. I was quite shocked because me and Neil came out of because we were quite sceptical after Homecoming because Homecoming made a lot of creative choices, especially in contrast to previous interpretations of Peter Parker. Like Tom Holland's Peter never really faced any consequences for the decisions he made in Homecoming. Like he he comes out unscathed of every situation which he should get in trouble for. Whereas Far From Home, like he starts to like face the consequences of the of the of, of the decisions that he makes. And that Far From Home is a really good time. And when me and Neil watched it when he was recovering after his own bowel cancer surgery, um, that's yeah we thought. Why do people not like this film? It's thousands. I, I, I get a good kick out of Far From Home. Neil? It, yeah, it's for me, I, I, it's, it's a fun ride. I think for a lot of people, I tried to make it through high top films video analysis on it. 
and I can't because I get through the first five minutes and I think, are oh, you being really? There's a lot of real nitpicky stuff in there, and I go, you just it's, this is too much. Because JXE far too could, dramatic. Yeah, because JXE is like, I don't know, it doesn't quite work. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he kind of sort of like correct some of his criticisms in a way yeah he's he's a youtuber of luke gorman like his raimi analysis is a world class but other videos he's very hit or miss yeah it's, it's too dramatic he's high top films is it's either this is a masterpiece or this movie broke me and it's always with the drama and i just haven't got yeah. time for it i find it really grating him as a hmm. personality as well i'm just like no he's not for me yeah but it's a typical as, jaded, jaded cynic video analyst yeah which is what we got there's an awful lot of jaded cynics who really hate this movie but it's got a lot going for it and i went to see it uh, for a second time in the cinema in an x plus screen which is like not quite imax but getting there in 3d was the only person in the cinema because it was a Thursday afternoon and I had a bit of time off. So I thought, oh, I really want to go and see it again and I want to see it in 3D. And I'm telling you now, the Mysterio illusions in 3D were oh. exceptional. Especially and the enhanced IMAX, the enhanced yeah. IMAX ratio as well. And the Dolby Atmos mix where the sound was, it was all, it was behind you and above you and to the sides. It was, amazing. it was just a great visceral experience. And I, I'm sorry, but I have a lot of fun with Far From Home and, I can understand certain criticisms of it for sure, yeah. but some people take it way too far and get a little bit, throw the yeah. toys out the pram, mm -hmm. spit the dummy out about it. When it's, it is a lot of fun. And Jake Gyllenhaal was Mysterio, great. I do get the criticism, the fact that um, it's another like, oh, he got screwed over by Tony Stark, which they did already with Keaton. Yeah, Fletcher. we'd already I... had that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, one thing that that I did like about that is that like. That's the consequence you have for being like a human at times, right? Like that sometimes you create enemies and when you're gone, those enemies don't leave. So yeah. other people have mm -hmm. to handle those enemies in, in a case of like a superhero world, right? Like just because uh, Tony's gone, it doesn't mean like someone like Mysterio is going to be like, well, what do I do now? He's going to try to go after his legacy and stuff. So who does he go Absolutely. after? Well, the people that tony passes this down to whatever his 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 legacy down to and that was peter in this case so i don't I, I get why people might not like the fact that like tony or the avengers are creating villains but i think that's like why the connectivity of this world is so cool is because every battle everything that happens it affects not just one of the heroes but really it just affects the whole universe so it's going yeah. to affect peter parker you know so i actually like that they do that because it's realistic to me definitely especially when you realize how out of depth talos and sorin are as posing as nick fury maria hills like because mm -hmm. like, they, they, they obviously they, they, they're quite incompetent in, in terms of these people <laughs> yeah. so like how was i supposed to have these illusions were fake you know, there's a suit and the craftsmanship you know it's, it was absolutely flawless it's like oh how are we fooled it's embarrassing for a shapeshifter <laughs> <laughs> i thought the way they did mysterio too i thought that was so cool with the droids and that first fight scene with him and Spider-Man in the warehouse and he gets it. Oh, one of my that favorite is, fight scenes. That's one of my favorite MCU moments. Yeah. That, the, the hall of illusions, like the empty building where he's just creating weird realm after weird realm. And he's inside a snow globe and the snow globe is Mysterio's head and he pulls it off. There's some great vision. Yeah, stuff I know. So there. good. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see who our winner is now. Uh, yeah. Let's see who I'm our winner interested. is. Yeah. 
The winner of the I Will Die on This Island Award goes to Far From Home is, in fact, yes. a good movie. It is. And I'm happy to high top if you're listening. Let's talk about it. Let's have it out. Not have it out. Let's have a let's have a adult discussion about it and what your problems are. Yeah, because I we can show yeah. you what this movie is. It's it's good. Look, it is a good movie. I'm sorry, but I will not budge on that. Yeah, Mister Hunter, we we won't be the typical MCU stands that attack you for having an opinion. We we, we would legitimately we would have a good discussion what we agree and disagree on. So mm. yeah, go, c- come on, shooting the breeze if you're somehow listening to this. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I didn't watch it. I um. You have me curious, but I just I just don't think. But anyway, let's just um let's go on to our next award. The next award being presented today is Ooh, what happened? The Be Kind Rewind Award. This is presented to the story, plot, or character that looked good on paper but needs one more shot. And the nominees are well, I'm screwing up everything, huh? Here we go. So let's talk about the first one. This one was an interesting character to me. Um, I think this goes to uh, Neil. you, Neil. So you want to explain who this is? And uh... This is Gustav Fears, who is the mystery man who's introduced in The Amazing Spider-Man. And he right. is, I assume, I mean, it's, it's all through context. He is Norman Osborn's right-hand man who is in charge of that's the problem with amazing spider-man 2 it doesn't make it clear it just seems like he's there to set up a sinister six mm. and assist norman osborne in whatever weird things he's doing who knows what's going on with norman osborne in the amazing spider-man universe we just know mm. he's dying and he's got some right. weird degenerative disease but we don't get much more explanation beyond that i found his character intrigued when he first shows up in amazing spider-man and he appears out of the darkness in uh, dr connor's cell and so, oh, did you tell the boy about his parents? That was There was intrigue there. I wanted to see where that mm. would go. And the fact that he appears and then disappears, it's like, okay, well, what's going on with this guy? I'm interested to learn more about what this guy's about and how is he able to, he's in the cell, or does he just go and sit in the darkness? Yeah, does he go, ah, oh, mm. we'll, uh, we'll leave the boy alone for now. And he puts his hat back on and he walks away and he just sits there in the, in the dark in the corner of the room waiting for somebody to open the cell. Like, I'm just waiting until somebody mm. lets me out, but I'm going to sit here in the dark as if I've disappeared. <laughs> yeah yeah what's going on there mm-hmm. um yeah i just i wanted to learn more about him i don't think we ever will i don't think no. we'll ever come back to this i don't think there'll be any mention of him when we see andrew in yeah, andrew as if he's a friend of mine when we see <laughs> garfield spidey i don't think we're going to get any further context as to what this guy was all about but he, I, I found him interesting i'd love to have seen him given another go yeah uh yeah i like that that option i didn't know who it was until i googled it like i was like oh oh and then i like oh yeah that guy um i call andrew andy by the way we're on like that type of yeah you guys are yeah pretty pretty tight yeah (laughs) okay be kind rewind the sinister six for um the uh amazing spider-man so this was on your list um elliot yes it's just more for that. I, I, in an alternate world, when Tom if Tom Holland wasn't cast and they moulded Andrew Garfield into the MCU, like what Tasm three and four would have been, I just like I'm just curious to see. Even though the Amazing Spider-Man two is absolutely terrible, I was I was always curious. Like, okay, where did they go from here in terms of the Sinister Sticks? Like, what could have been? 
So that uh, that's why was, that's why it's in the honourable mention here. But yeah, it's, it is going to get one more shot because what's happening this Wednesday? We I don't, I'm not sure whether we've talked about it or not before we did the award show. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go into our nominees. But yeah, that's a I li- I like both these uh, options as well. But our first nominee for the Be Kind Rewind Award award goes to the Venom uh, in the Raimi universe. We talked a little bit on them before. Uh, so let's just ask this. I'll, I'll uh, put for Neil. What would you like to see different? A recast with yeah. somebody who's more akin to the Eddie Brock from the comics and even the animated show. Uh, have him be, if not the focus, lose New Goblin. Mm-hmm. Lose mm. the go- don't have Goblin. Just have Harry there as usual, being a bit of a. You know, be a thorn in his side, but don't do the new goblin stuff. Also, new goblin, terrible name. Uh, <laughs> but also, can we make Venom more intimidating this time? Can yeah. we bulk him up a little mm-hmm. bit? This is what the, as much as I really dislike those Tom Hardy Venom movies, they've got the stature and build of Venom pretty much spot on. The only thing he's missing is the white spider emblem, but, you know, maybe that'll come, possibly. Uh, yeah, just do everything everything different recast redesign give us a menacing voice again the hardy movies get that right give give it another chance yeah if they change up everything and get rid of new goblin i think spider-man 3 has the potential to be a better movie because there's nothing wrong with sandman sandman's the best part of that of spider-man 3 this needed completely to chuck it they needed to throw this out and start from scratch yeah I, I, i would like to see it yeah, that would have been nice to see, even like just Raimi's version that really of uh, in taking Venom out. But you're right, like recasting and then focusing more on Sandman and, and Venom and less on Harry. But yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, Elliot, he's on your list too. Anything to add? Yeah, it's just I wish that Sam Raimi was able to, even because he was ever a big fan of Venom, but I wish he could incorporate him on his terms if they progressed mm. beyond Spider-Man 3, not having yeah. any studio interference, because because obviously because of this, Sam Raimi still has to apologise to this day for Sony's intrusive <laughs> mistakes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second nominee is Electro from The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, we've talked a little bit about him. Um, Elliot, anything else you want to add other than the fact yeah just go ahead whatever you want to add yeah just uh just alter his personality altogether the version we got was yeah not was not good at all and we've already established that in why the villains from tasm 2 suck <laughs> yeah. hard. so much, so much. Yeah. Yeah. Alter, alter a personality that jamie fox can actually work with <laughs> yes i agree i agree would have been a a, a nice if if he wasn't so like even his obsession of spider-man was just a little over the top like i just yes, didn't care for it's that so yeah. creepy like it's the so birthday yeah. the birthday thing where he's like he has like a birthday cake and then he's like oh spider-man you showed up and he's talking to you like a picture or whatever that's it's weird. so weird it's yeah. so unnecessary yeah okay let's look at our third nominee the amazing spider-man 2 the int- so this was mine just the entire plot point everything about it needed to be redone um and the reason why i really wish they could redo this is because if this movie was successful 
we probably would have had Spider-Man in the MCU much, much sooner than we got. Yes, definitely. And so this was my be kind rewind because I was like, man, it could have opened up the store. And then we would have got Sinister Six, you know, sooner as well. Yeah, Yeah, what you mentioned earlier, right? Okay, let's see who our winner is. The winner of the Be Kind Rewind Award goes to Sam Raimi's Venom. Yeah. Get that guy out of here. Start it again from the beginning. Yeah. Again, Topher Grace is a good actor, but... Exactly. Yes. Now you've got to do something completely different. The next award being presented today is the I Wish Upon a Satellite Award. This is presented to the Spider-Man plotline that you wish would have taken place. And the nominees are. Okay, so now we're going to go into this award of I Wish Upon a Satellite. And so let's get into our honorable mentions right away. We have one honorable mention for this one. And Elliot, I'll let you take this one. Um, It is The Amazing Spider-Man 3. So you want to go ahead and give your case for that honorable mention? Yeah, well, see, we wouldn't have minded if they if they did integrate Andrew Garfield's um, Peter Parker into the MCU, which was the original idea anyway. And I think if that happened, I reckon me and Neil would have stubbed it to t- an Amazing Spider-Man three, despite how mm. awful its predecessor turned out. We'd have gone, ah, screw it, yeah, that, yeah, we'll go check this out. You know, he's in the MCU, and obviously these films will tie in now eventually. So if if Tom Holland was never cast, we wouldn't have minded an Amazing Spider-Man three at a, a, a small price to pay for him being in the overall arching narrative of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, if if this movie was made, then it probably w- would have meant that we would have Spider-Man in the MCU earlier. Mm-hmm. Which you're right, you're, we wouldn't have got Tom Holland, but at least we would have got Spider-Man quicker, right? That would have been yeah, nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's look at some nominees here. Here are the nominees that we're going to talk about today. Let's go with spider-man 4 so elliot this is you again so you want to make your case for the nominee for spider-man 4 i mean i made my case when we were talking about john malkovich and bruce campbell mm-hmm. um, i see as the villains you know like what would we rather have a dozen mcu movies or say maybe spider-man 4 i'd pick say maybe spider-man 4 every single time i think with no after no way home and maybe after multiverse of madness maybe they could be in some ways have like a logan aesthetic to spider-man 4 they bring sam raimi back toby mcguire it could conceivably by a small chance still happen and the box office would bloody explode if it did so yeah i don't need to make any more cases for how much people still want spider-man 4 nearly over like 14 years later yeah it would have been even cool to see the uh the lizard like we talked about how they they uh they set all these characters up and they weren't able to cash in on them so yeah i'm with you neil anything to add for spider-man 4 yeah for spider-man 4 it's something that i see happening now more than ever and as elliot just mentioned post no way home and probably even after multiverse of madness i feel like sony are angling to maybe bring Raimi back and have him do Spider-Man 4 but set in the modern day of that universe it just it's something that they know there's there's money to be made at the box office with that they know there is an audience out there for a fourth Raimi movie now I can totally see I'm willing to bet money on it happening in the next three to four years that this is just the lead into more stories. I th- I think Andrew Garfield might become the 
spider-man of the sony whatever sony's multiverse is he'll be it'll be him and tom holland sharing the screen every now and again but garfield off doing his own adventures and crossing over with these villains that they're setting up in their well what do they call it? it's got a terrible name Spum. Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel movies, yeah, Spum. Yeah, it's something <laughs> Spum. like that. Yeah, it's something like that. It's, like a, it's an awful acronym. I, I don't even know if it is that, or if it's Sony Cinematic Universe, whatever. Whatever they are setting up, they're going to need their own Spider-Man because clearly Tom Holland's staying in the MCU for another trilogy. So, yeah, def- yeah. Which Amy Pascal confirmed, and Tom Holland was like, "Oh, I can't talk about it," but yes, it's basically happening. Mm-hmm. And Sony are going to want their own Spider-Man now. I don't see it being Maguire, but I do think Spider-Man 4 is going to happen. We've just got to give it a little bit of time, but I think they'll bring Raimi back and they'll try and do the movie he wanted to do back in 2011. They'll do it in a modern context, so several years would have passed. Maybe he's not Spider-Man anymore. Maybe he's retired and they'll bring in that that universe. will have a Miles Morales maybe and he has to come back because the Vulture steps in and ages up. We have a John, maybe John Malkovich Vulture, that'd be great, but I feel like they'd cast somebody else now as the Vulture, and maybe he's got the powers like he has in the comic book where he can steal the youth from people, and he'll make this, the current Spider-Man, who is Miles Morales, several decades older, and Maguire will have to step out of retirement to save the city one last time. Yeah, I can see it being a Logan sort of thing, where mm. he's been out of the mix for a while, he's a little rusty, he's a little out of practice, but he comes back lit- literally and metaphorically swinging, so... Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to happen, guys. I'm well, I hope you're right. That. Yeah, I hope you're right. But, you know, I wonder how Morbius is going to fit into all this, too, because they're setting that up, obviously. So it's yeah. interesting if they bring him in there or he'll be part of the reason why he could be part of the reason why Vulture has to do what you, you mentioned about stealing the the youth mm. of people. Like yes, some yeah. sort of disease that comes from him or something like that. It might be interesting to bring that. Uh, I mean, to see how all that comes together. Well, there's that shot in the first trailer for Morbius where you've got Morbius walking past a wall that is covered in, it's either a poster or it's graffiti mm. of the Raimi Spider-Man suit. Correct. Uh, and it's, hi. <laughs> That's all right. Um, yeah, it's so it's the Raimi Spider-Man suit. Uh, with murderer in right. sort of graffiti across it so is that are they trying to say that this is going to be part of that universe and mcguire's it, i don't know it's a real head f at the moment so yeah. i just don't know where it's going to go and remember like it, it oh i just thought of something too because remember where uh dr strange talked about that everybody that fought spider-man and died they're basically has they have come into the mcu but yeah. there are some of the villains that show up that didn't actually die or we didn't see get killed by Spider-Man. So Flint you wonder, Marco. yeah, yeah, you, right. You wonder if something happened, you know, where it showed him as the murderer, if he actually mm. like was part of some or part of the reason why one of those two died. And we'll find out how like Sandman was accidentally killed by Spider-Man or he was somehow involved or the same with Lizard. So that might be yeah. interesting. OK, let's go to our next nominee here. The Kingpin. So this is on me. I, again, uh, we, we talked about this earlier, but the fact is, like, Kingpin is such an integral villain to Spider-Man throughout the comics, throughout the animated series, the video game, right? The, the, the video <laughs> game that came out. The fact that we haven't had a plot line with Kingpin in a Spider-Man movie yet uh, baffles me. 
So this is the plot line that I kind of wished upon a satellite that we would get one of these days is a kingpin plot line with Spider-Man. Yeah. It, it's the one thing that Vincent D'Onofrio has wanted more than anything since he it's... accepted the role. Yeah. Uh, would you guys agree with me that that's where I think we're heading in this next trilogy with this uh, college trilogy is mm. I think with because he may or may not be returning this Wednesday. He definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> he, de he definitely is. Uh, I, I would love. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping it's going to be Kingpin's going to be the Kingpin's going to be the linchpin villain <laughs> of this next trilogy. And that excites me immensely. I'm with you there. I think that's very possible. And then you also know that they're probably going to want a Venom in there somehow as well. Yes, so, exactly. so they'll and maybe even our last nominee. Oh, boy. This is you, Neil. Yes. yes. So maybe this guy will show up, too. But you have the Craven's last hunt storyline. You actually mentioned a specific yeah. storyline that you wanted. So full disclosure, before I uh, made my list up, I was like, wait, the Craven last last hunt. I actually looked online to see that what that what, what that was all about. About very fascinated story. Do you want to explain what that is and why you'd like yeah. to see it? Well, it's I, and it's just on that note, I read the other day that Tom Holland had said John Watts before the Marvel Studios deal was all sorted out for this third Spider-Man movie. John Watts had pitched a Craven versus Spider-Man film as the mm. third movie of a, a, a disconnected trilogy. Mm. Uh, so the last hunt story is Craven is basically he is tr he's traveled the globe. He has hunted the most dangerous beasts in the world. But the last thing, the thing that on his list, the thing that he wants desperately, to, the trophy he wants to be able to go, well, that's it. I am the greatest hunter of all time is this this Spider-Man. This is the greatest prey and I'm going to go out there and get him. And I, lo I, I desperately, desperately want to see that story told. On I, Again, it's something that I think is coming a little further down the line because as part of the SPUM, <laughs> as part of the SPUM universe, we, we actually have Craven now has been cast. And who have they cast as Craven? Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Quicksilver from Age of Ultron is playing Craven in the movie that Sony are planning. So, is he gonna? Could they could do a, a variant storyline mm. mixed with Craven's Last Hunt, where it's Wanda seeing her brother again, but it's not her brother. It's it's Craven. That's again, that's probably a pipe dream, but it's it's it's, doable it's possible now. though, right? It it's totally yeah, possible. Yeah. But Craven is one of those villains, much like you with Kingpin. I mean, I, again, I, I really want to see Kingpin, so I'm with you on that. He is the only other villain I can think of that I have desperately wanted to see. Him and in recent years, I'd love to see a cinematic version of Mr. Negative. Mm. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd like to add Tombstone amongst that list as well. <gasps> oh, yes. good one. Oh, good yes. one. That is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. guys ever watched um, season one of Spectacular Spider-Man? Because I know I got you the DVD five years ago, Neil. Yeah, not that? all the way through. I need to pick it up again on Netflix. But that is one of the greatest Spider-Man shows mm. ever made. Yeah. Ever. Right, what about you, Ryan? Did you ever watch Spectacular Spider-Man? I don't think I have. I rem That's not... the. I've watched, I watched the one in the 90s, obviously. The, the animated one. Yeah, but, that's a classic. But I, yeah. I, didn't, I don't think I've watched the Spectacular one. Yeah, that's that's that that's next on your agenda. So Okay, yeah. okay, I'll write that down really actually good. right now. Yeah, spectacular spectacular and you said it's on Netflix Netflix? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, on. it's definitely on Netflix in the UK. Give it a look 
um, in the US. I, I hope it's still on Netflix. It's one of those things. I'll check that while we talk. You guys keep going and all. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're we're. Oh, go ahead, Elliot. Yeah, because I'm. Because I was going to say as well, when Neil was talking about Craven's Last Hunt, I definitely see Insomniac tackling that as one of their main arcs for Spider-Man mm, Two Spider-Man in a couple of years' time, especially as he's is going to be prevalent throughout the pre, pre, prevalent throughout the sequel. So I look forward to that. Yeah, yeah and I, I I just thought it, it it the the ending of it was so when I when I and how he felt like he won and so his life was accomplished so he ended his life I was like that was like man that would be a crazy story uh, to be on screen yeah so so with that being said let's get into our winner then and the winner of the I wish upon a satellite award goes to Craven's Last Hunt. You love me. You really love me. (laughs) So this was one of the awards that we had uh, all different answers to at the number one spot. And I was like, once I saw what it was about, I'm like, you know what? I'm giving this one to Neil because I this would be super cool to see like this storyline. Also, you actually went with. uh, Well, you know, I I agree with Spider-Man 4 as well. But the, the fact that you came up with this plot line all like out of the blue, I was just like, man, that, that was cool. Like that, I didn't even think of that one. So anyway, good. Uh, they good. were all, all three of those. I think you could have given any one of those right. the, the award and that would, it was like the perfect winner. Anyone, well done. Well done, guys. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah. That's amazing. Because yeah. yeah. we gave the villains a previous award. It felt like, yeah, no, I think Craven's last time was definitely deserving as we yeah. gave. Yeah, that, that much, yeah. It's okay. a deserved award. Yes, very, very much so. Can't wait to see him on the big screen. So let's go to our next award. The next award being presented today is the In This Moment Award. This is presented to the moment in the movies that had you feeling all kinds of ways. And the nominees are... Okay, so this is an interesting one. Uh, let's see here. I have, for the first honorable mention, the Queen's part in um civil war and i believe elliot this was yeah. on your list good so choice. you want to really good choice this this, this was the title card when black widow's asking tony well, so who, who's your guy you're bringing mm. I, i've cheated for this one because it's civil war not a direct spider-man film but the, oh god it's just the amount of joy i experienced seeing that title card comes like he's here he's he, he, the biggest hero in marvel's library is part of the biggest entertainment franchise in cinema history just, yeah. and i went and i saw civil war again the very next day of my good friend dan and my good friends dan and jack and dan's a huge spider-man fan so being able to just slightly turn left as that moment was happening it's like oh, i can't wait for him to see this he has, he has no idea what's coming and it just hit to see him gasp at the queen's title card all over it's like <laughs> we're home he's home we're finally we finally made Made it so that's why and i'm glad it's in the honorable mentions that this moment in particular because in this moment i was feeling all kinds of ways no yeah. doubt about it and definitely, definitely was as well mm-hmm. yeah that was a good moment <laughs> i remember gasping myself in the theater i was like man that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah let's look at our next one and i think this is on neil's list your flight home uh with happy and peter yeah i genuinely teared up uh when they were discussing tony because this is obviously the film came out a little over two months after Endgame was released, so it was all still fresh. Seeing Iron Man sacrifice himself to save the entire universe, and it's just that moment. Tom Holland's at his absolute A game in that scene. You know, he's he's reached the absolute bottom 
you know he's reached in terms of his character's journey through the film he's hit rock bottom he's been beaten by a superior mind mm-hmm. but i think it's because he had he was so emotional and it's just he breaks in that moment and it's that line everywhere i go i see his face and happy just sort of stops and goes you know you you're not you're not iron man you're never going to be iron man but um i oh, was the other line that absolutely breaks me oh it's um i don't think tony would have done what he did if he didn't know you were going to be here after he was gone mm-hmm. oh Sorry, that's, that's I just love absolutely love that moment, and I felt genuinely upset thinking of a popular a character that I really liked who's gone. I mean, I know there's a multiverse and you bring about yada yada. It doesn't matter. It's that character has sacrificed himself, and you're watching the fallout from that and the grief that everybody is still going through this many months later. It's just, it felt like a nice tribute to Tony and to see how much how much he meant how much he meant to Peter and how happy he is. You know, Happy's got to move on, and he's still got a job to do. But is one of his best friends, one of his oldest friends, is is gone, and you see, he's, he's, you feel like he's really putting up a, a wall of armor at that point, and even it just starts to crack a little bit. Just and the the grief just starts to show, not too much, but Happy is he reveals himself a little bit. I just think it's a beautiful scene, and it's one of the reasons I really like that film. And every time I see it, I see Far From Home get kicked online, I get a little bit. Oh, what about the? Yeah grief scene on the plane you know come on i mean what follows it immediately you know is he plays acdc mm-hmm. says i love led zeppelin i do cringe a little bit at that i'm like oh, all right yeah he's meant to be a kid he doesn't whatever move on but um yeah, that's immediately followed by him making making his own suit using the tech in the plane that's a great i just think the whole thing is it's a, it's a great scene well he probably yeah. loves led zeppelin because tony did right like that's that's like uh to, to- you know, I'm saying like you kind of imitate the people that you look up to. So, oh, yeah, probably, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I see that. Yeah. But it's more that it's ACDC playing, but he says it's Led Zeppelin. Oh, I got like, you. Oh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, I got that, it's, it's that that makes me cringe a little bit. It's like, oh, no, don't have it. Don't have him say anything at all. Just to have yeah. him crack on with making the sure. suit. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, yeah sorry, I should have explained that better. Sorry, that's yeah. not me. Just have him crack a smile and said, like, yep, yeah, here we go. Yeah, like, like here yeah. we go. Right, I'm doing it. Yeah, don't have him. Get, name the wrong artist it's yeah, yeah we, that was unnecessary but rest of the scene love it yeah it was a good scene I, I, it also showed the weight that peter felt on his shoulders you know yeah that, like he that, had to yeah. step up and yeah. be that everybody's expecting me to be the next iron man he says like no nobody expects it. people just want you to be a hero ultimately that's it that's all you need to do that's all yeah. we need from you yeah great scene couple of good scenes here let's get into our nominees though our first nominee is the death of green goblin and let's yes. see here. Um, I think this was on your list, Neil, as well. Did you want to go ahead and explain why this one should be the winner or why you had this on your list? I'm not sure. Was, do you know? I'm sorry, guys. I think I've got to consult my list. I don't. I'm, did I put Green Goblin's oh. death in? It, Let me no, it could have been both of us. Let's have it might have been both of us. I mean, I, it is a great scene. I just, I don't remember putting it on. Sorry, that might be, again, that might be on me, guys. Do bear with you me ha- two seconds. Yeah, you had it on the honorable mentions, Green Goblin versus uh, Spider-Man and a oh, brand new Spider-Man. Right, sorry, bear with me two seconds. Um, 
Elliot, was it on your list? Maybe I'll have a look. It was on your battle list there, Elliot. So you both have it on your Art of War as well, which is the next uh, award. So yeah, yeah. But oh in goodness. this moment, if you don't oh. remember it, that's fine. Oh no, heavens, no! I can, I can absolutely because it is. I, I put it on there, and I must have, I must have put it on there for a reason. <laughs> uh, sorry, bear with me two seconds. My mind just gone. Yes. Yes, I have, and I, I now I'm looking at the list. I know exactly why I put it on there because it's it, this is a kids' movie. Mm -hmm. This scene is utterly brutal. The way it's shot and the the sound mix mm. in this scene is incredible. Every single punch and kick lands with such ferocity, and you feel like Spider Man is actually having the life beaten out of him by this deranged steroid infused maniac on a glider you know so he said oh, i offered you friendship and you spat in my face and then he starts kicking the living yeah out of him. <laughs> yep. it, it's I, I remember seeing it as a how old was i when i was trying to think back to i must have been about 15 you were 15 yeah Yeah, about 15 when the first when raimi's first spider-man movie came out i just remember thinking wow okay this is uh this, uh, this is apparently PG. Yeah. <laughs> the, the British Board of Film Classification give this a PG. This feels really intense for a movie aimed at kids. But I'll never forget seeing that for the first time. And I could always, I can hear, just thinking about it in my mind now, I can hear the, each thump, each kick. I can hear every single sound effect in that scene. It's ferocious. And love I, it. Yeah. And, and I think even at the end where he's like, don't tell Harry as he like he bent in half slumps on. The, yeah, yeah. And then don't tell Harry. And then he plops. Like, I remember that, too, which is very I think that's that statement itself was like powerful, too, because he, mm. the last thought he had was of his son. Mm. Like, don't tell Harry. You know, that was the last thing he thought of, which was pretty, yeah. pretty uh, powerful moment. Um, let's go to the next one. Gwen Stacy dying. This is me. Her death um it was it was on neither one of your lists list and i was like what am i missing something here no, it's that, that is actually the only scene really in amazing spider-man 2 bar uh the ending which i don't know if is on anybody's list that i really like in amazing spider-man 2 yeah it was a very powerful scene mm -hmm. um if you read comic books you knew it was coming but it didn't like take away from it if that makes mm. sense and the moment that she like he grabbed her with that 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 um that web that basically turned to like a hand. That's what it looked yeah. like, and it grabbed her, and then you heard her head hit just that. You're like, oh no! Yeah. Kind of like cringed, made you cringe a bit. And uh, I thought Andrew's acting in that moment was very very powerful. Uh, yeah. How how torn up he was that he he killed his uh, his girlfriend, his his love. Elliot, how did you feel about that scene? Much like Neil as well, because it just one of those like, especially when a like, head hits the pavement as well, you, you, you just wince. Just mm -hmm. it's like it's like nearly like you just like just by just by a thread, like her life was lost. It's it's, it's the snap as well as mm -hmm. she as her body yeah. like rah, just marionettes back, and yeah, it's the hit, the head hitting the floor is just oof. Mm, I think even like, in the in the cinema, I went. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, because I've 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 slipped on ice before and landed on my back and smashed my head on the pavement and that is I just went ah oh yeah, yeah it was it's like having a yeah. having a like a PTSD flashback to oh, yeah. the pavement myself. 
head trauma, no matter how soft or hard it is when you hit, it still hurts. Oh, way. man, yeah. Yeah. It's, Take it out, yeah. yeah. It's true, it's true. Let's look at our last nominee, and that is uh, the train scene uh, of Spider-Man 2. Now, um let's it was on it was sort of on both your list but i'm gonna let elliot take this one because he specifically mentioned he's just a kid and older than my son so elliot you want to take the lead in this one it's just the entire scene after the battle because peter is at his because just just he stops the train he's broken his physical and mental breaking point and just as he's about to fall this is the people of new york just they latch onto the symbol just to carry him onto the train and just in a moment was like oh he's just a kid he's a lot of them i say like he's like oh man i've been unmasked here but just like but the people comfort him immediately and just goes like no it's all right like it's like we're not gonna we're just we're not gonna rat you in here because peter has been trodden on just throughout this entire film like his life is a complete mess like he's completely broken down but that, that was the moment where he realizes that people are still kind and that's something that peter really needs right now in particular and that's what lifts his spirits up especially when the two kids bring his masks over which are coincidentally toby Maguire's nephews nephews life. yeah <laughs> yeah that's what i said like yeah like, we found this like we won't tell anybody he's like it's good to have you back he just sees all peter like yeah, I need I needed this in particular. It's the fact that the community still embraces him despite how he feels away from his responsibility, protecting the city as well. I don't know if I can reference uh, Mr. Sunday Movies at this point when they did their caravan of garbage covering Spider-Man Two, and they they're always mentioning how Tobey Maguire is he's he looks like a late twenties man <laughs> playing playing a teenager, and you got the he's just a kid. No older than my son. When what the guy actually should have said was, "He's just a man. No older than my friend Terry." <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were thinking. Like, it's, it's definitely Mr. Sunday's sure yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've clarified. But yeah, no, the, the, the scene still holds up, especially in this day and age. Like, if that scene was to take place, we've got like, "Oh my God, I'm on this train here, Spider-Man saved!" Like, and here he is in real life. He's unmasked right here. This is the real Spider-Man. Like, there'll be hundreds of like, phones out out of nowhere. Just like exposing his identity. Yeah. Yeah, but no, it's still a beautiful, tender scene that ages well to this day. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk about. We'll talk about the train battle a bit more in a minute. Which oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well. And that. That's yeah. why. Um. So just full disclosure, I I didn't want to have uh, somebody winning or the same category. You know, I tried my best to do that. So we do have mm. a winner that might not have deserved to win in this one just because of the next award, which we'll talk about in a second, but let's get into our winner here. The winner of the In This Moment Award goes to Gwen Stacy's death in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, that's a good winner. That is a good winner. It's a, it's a great scene in an otherwise movie, you know? Yeah, probably the best scene to me because, like, in that movie, the, the thing that I love about at least that Spider-Man journey is that they tried their best to kind of bring the comic books into it, like yeah, like allow yeah. that to kind of dictate the story, which I really like. You bring Gwen Stacy in first and then MJ after, you know, uh, but they didn't get a chance to bring in MJ. Yeah. Even though chocolate cake wasn't included in honorable mentions, there's some of them are still similar reasons I mentioned in that um, train scene in particular. So you know, yeah, it doesn't matter either way. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't put. Uh, did you want to talk about the chocolate cake or no? Yeah, just more or less. It was just more or less the same similar reasons I gave for the train scene in particular, because that, that's kind of like the turning point for Peter when Ursula, like, because like. Yeah, yeah, Peter's been absolutely dunked on throughout the film. Just, it just, just to put it simply, when he's offered a chocolate cake and a glass of milk, it's 
you know, as he says, that would be nice. It's the first nice thing to happen to him throughout the film so far. And that's just like the upward spiral that he goes on from that moment onwards. But yeah, more or less the similar reasons I gave for the train scene. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the train scene, okay, let's get into our next category. The next award yeah, being presented today one. is the Art of War Award. This is presented to your favorite battle. And oh. the nominees are... Somebody's a little slow on the trigger here. Let's get into our <laughs> honorable mentions. Let's start with this. Uh, so let's see here. I got to just see who had this on there. It's the Gwen Stacy Rescue Elliot. So you had uh, this as one of the awards that you liked. You want to go ahead and explain? Just more for the, just for the insane camera work. Despite Spider-Man 3 falling off in contrast to its predecessor, Sam Raimi is still able to top himself in terms of like the camera work and the filmmaking in that moment, just where he's dodging through the debris and the crane, just like everything that's falling around him, just to pull off this feat to save Gwen, like just as she's moments away from just collapsing straight to the ground. Now, I, I, that, that's a scene that definitely still holds up, despite however you feel about Spider-Man 3, that's definitely a scene that holds up in particular. And also, because you've both played Uncharted, is the um, photographer of that modeling session um, Steve yes. Valentine? Yes, yeah, Steve Valentine. Yeah. Yes, it is, yeah. Harry Flynn. Harry Flynn <laughs> from yeah. Uncharted, yeah. Because mm. I, like, I saw it, I think like, Steve Valentine right there when I watched mm-hmm. it last week. Yeah, so I'm like, yep, there we are, in like Flynn. Yeah, I, I like this one too. So thanks. I, you know, some some of these things, that one thing I really like about this award show that we do is um, it reminds you of things that maybe you've forgotten about. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh yeah, that happened or whatever. So it's, it's kind of cool that we all have different tastes. So the next award though, we're going to talk about is on, was on my list. And I think it was also on... Uh, Elliot, I mean, uh, Neil's list, and that mm-hmm. is the Mysterio fight scene. Now, I specifically mentioned the first one. The first one was just so mind-blowing to me, and my wife was with me in the theater, and she even really liked it. Like, she was yeah. like, and she she watches some of the Marvel movies, but she likes Spider-Man and Iron Man in particular. But yeah, that was one of my favorite uh, battles. Neil, you, you got anything to add? This was my favorite of the two. I liked both the battles mm-hmm. in that for, for, for different reasons, but this the illusion scene in the abandoned building is it's incredible. The way it's all you know, I, I'm a big fan of practical effects, however, this is using you would expect them to use CGI. He's creating all this through holographic projection, projections. You know, it's the whole thing is a CGI image that Crap. he is creating in universe. Of course, they're going to use CGI, but it looks incredible and i think i mentioned it before in one of the previous categories but i love the scene where he's uh he's in a snow globe and then all these skyscrapers mm. these new york skyscrapers got coming out of the snow and he runs to get out and he's inside the snow globe and the snow globe gets taken off mysterio's head and it's like his his glass helmet that he wears just the whole thing is amazing and i got there's actually one of the very few mcu jump scares where it's the you know if, oh if you mm. had been better prepared maybe Tony would still be alive and then <laughs> hand comes out of the ground that it's all very Night of the Living Dead and this zombie Iron Man's crawling towards it. It's one of the few jump scares I think I ever remember seeing or hearing in an MCU film. It was like whoa okay I should have been prepared for that. Yeah, it's amazing and in 3D let me tell you it takes it to a whole nother level because there's stuff literally coming out at you. Brilliant. That would have been cool to see. Yeah, no, yeah. I I agree with everything you said. I even like the uh the the scene where Tony's hand comes out or what it looked like it'd be Tony's hand. It was mm. just amazing. Uh Elliot, did how did you feel about that uh scene? 
it's the lay it's the, it's the illusions on top of illusions i liked as well where he tricks him to thinking like oh yeah just don't worry we, like where he's like impersonating nick fury he's like, oh don't worry we got him but you know we just gotta make sure you remember obviously where's oh yeah what, what what information is he trying to extract again in that scene like he's trying to find out who knows about the right, uh, projector it. yeah uh, he's obviously trying to get the names Ned and MJ. Right. Who else knows about it? That's when you know yeah. this isn't Nick Fury. This is just yeah. that line. Anybody else know about this? Why are you asking? Yeah. No. Yeah, you see, like you're fooling yourself here, Peter. What are you doing? And just that 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 single frame as well, where he's latched onto the train of his bloody fingernails, just where he like rams into. Oh him. yeah, oh, he's like. That <laughs> he's climbing on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a good scene. But yeah. let's get into our. I believe there's only two nominees here. The train battle between uh, Doc Ock and uh, Spider-Man. So let's see, Elliot, you want to take us into this one? Ah, the pinnacle from the moment. Just the pinnacle of just the choreography from the moment he steals the suit back up until when he stops the train. This is the true finale of the film. Obviously, uh, this is the true finale, not the uh, warehouse battle. Even though, obviously, that's that, that's 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 a good and emotional closure. But that just the choreography is just second to none in all the Spider-Man films, and I I don't see it being topped whatsoever. Yeah, it was such a good <sighs> battle scene, Neil. I absolutely. Adore, I mean, I remember seeing this particular battle for the first time for the rest of my life there are scenes that i will remember for the rest of my life you got obviously your portal scene something like that this is i put this above the portal scene in endgame everything about the way this is constructed and put together yes there are a few moments where you go that's obvious cg but it doesn't matter the the stakes Mm. feel so so genuine you know he's literally at one point he's plucking people off the carriage you know he's putting his the arms go in and pick two people out and he's throwing them and Spider-Man's able to catch them and throw them and web up a lamppost so that they've got a safety net to land on. And it's just, it, it builds and builds and builds and builds right to the point where he ramps up the speed on the train, pulls out the accelerator lever, throws it at him and he's like, oh, you got a train to catch and jumps off and then he has to stay, he has to pull off this amazing feat of stopping a locomotive that is just barreling towards the end of the track. And there's a sorry guys, I've got a music cue here that I just wanted to play and you can leave this out of the episode, Ryan, but this is my favourite You know the bit where he gets knocked off by Doc Ock and then he has to web himself up and pull yes. himself back up. Hold on. Let me let me just play this because this particular cue is just I'll get the volume up and then you might be able to hear it. If you can't hear it then I apologize. But this music cue is just absolutely incredible. Uh here we go. That's just Danny Elfman absolutely smashed that out of the park. That's incredible. Every time I hear that, I get goosebumps. Jay, oh, love it. Absolutely love it. The whole yeah. scene. The music's incredible. Visually, it's great. Alfred Molina's on top form. And then it leads into, of course, the scene we were just talking about with the unmasking. And it's good to have you back, Spider-Man. Amazing. Yeah, and that's why we didn't have it at the, the the last award, because I figured this all kind of ties together that made this battle so special. Mm-hmm. Even the moment where, like, you know, in uh, the first Spider-Man, Green Goblin, like, was trying to attack Peter when he was saving uh, MJ or the kids, and then the city came to, to 
uh, Spider-Man's rescue. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Right, and then, but in this case, on the train, the same thing happened. You like, you got to get through me to get to him. And then mm. Doc Ock just used his arms to push everybody very to the well. Side. Yeah, yeah, boom. Yeah. So I mean, it was just so good, and I like how it tied back into Spider One, uh, the first Spider Man, in that moment where it's like, oh, we'll help Spider Man, but like they could not in that case, they could not help Spider Man in that moment. Yeah. Okay, let's look at our uh, other nominee. It was the final battle between. Uh, Spider-Man and Greek Goblin. We talk about that a little bit already. Anything else to add about that fight? Oh, it's hard because again, for me, it's the concussed force. But then I don't think I really mentioned when Peter gets back up. And Elliot, I'll let you take that because I talked a lot about that fight already. But you know what I'm talking about—the moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm going to finish off MJ nice and slow," and that's when he has his. Oh, goes yes. right, that's it. I'm gonna take he, you out. Yeah, he just goes ballistic. He's just, he's like, he's just willing to beat him to death if possible because he's he's just absolutely he's just fully enraged by him. He's just going to town on him. He's up. He's just one up in him every time now that he's fighting back. And just I think at the moment, just when obviously Norman's begging, like, oh, you know, no, please stop. It's me now. That conversation. It's the moment when Peter has the emotional maturity from the moment when Uncle Ben says, "You know, you know, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not your father here." He says, "Then stop pretending to be to have the emotional maturity to go. I have a I father. Have. His name was Ben Parker. Yes, yeah. it's just a nice little full circle. Great line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, such a great fight scene. But the winner of the art of war trophy the winner of the art of war award goes to the train battle in spider-man 2 had to be yeah absolutely had to be i got choked up listening to that score then and i've heard that score a hundred <laughs> times i heard that particular part of that scene a hundred times every time i hear it i feel the same way i just go oh that's a lump in my throat it's oh, it's the way it rises oh, i hope he gets i'd love to hear that pop up in no way home but i think i'm asking for a lot there uh, if, if anyone could pull it off, though, Chikino could do it. it. It's yeah. Chikino, yeah. Come on, he's he's already pulling off Elfman's theme already in Track Nine. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's not far fetched at this point. We're also kind of getting a train scene. It's just now it's between Peter and Doctor Strange. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know what? Quadruple the trains. Yeah. <laughs> how do we how do we make it better? More trains. More trains. <laughs> Just an ISDF movie. I like trains. I like trains. Sort of like more cowbells. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go to uh, our next award. Thanks so much for listening to part two of our Spider-Man award show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to part one. We also previewed No Way Home and we recap phase four of the MCU and look out for part three. I'm sure I'll have that dropped in the podcast feed so you guys can see how the award show ends. If you haven't yet, please follow Neil and Elliot at Shooting the Breeze on Instagram and follow myself um, on Instagram. Instagram, nuttybuddy underscore entertainment. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon.